What up, Nashville? Happy Wednesday. 3HL is on the air. We're appreciative. Appreciative? We appreciate all of those things. You being with us on 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty with you. She's back. Hi. Look at you. What's up? Hi, boys. I missed all of you. Your mic is not working again. I don't think my mic is on either. Is my mic on? Yeah. Oh, you can hear me loud and clear, right? I'm back, baby. Did you miss me? I missed you. Um, what is it with his wife? I don't know. Come on. Come on, Slay. Come over here, I guess. Oh, look, you get to sit buddy, buddy next to Brent. So what happened was <laughs> yes, yesterday, yesterday, uh, Slay's mic worked all the way through the show and then we hit the final break and then it didn't work in the last segment. And so then you got it now. I got it. Okay. And then, uh, so there were text messages today about how the mic was being fixed and then was fixed, but now it's not fixed. So Slay is now mobile. I don't mobile. like you over there. Kyle, like it's, I'm finally back and now things are off and I don't like it. By the way, people that were wondering, I had COVID. That is why I was not here. I mean, out of respect to you, I just never said it. I just every day was like, Dawn's off today. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I know. Somebody was like, oh, I need your vacation schedule. Oof, that was a hell of a not vacation. Well, since it we're kicked going- my butt. It kicked your butt? Like It's still kicking your butt? Still kicking my butt. This if you're last, watching on Zone TV. If you're, if you're scoring at home, this was last Saturday. Yeah. So it's been a week and a half. Yeah. I'm on like day 11 and I'm, I'm still, I still am zapped. I have zero energy. And it just pisses me off too. You know it just pisses me off. Oh, you've been, uh, some of your texts have been. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like fired up. Well, but I ended up getting COVID. It. Then I don't know if I got the flu or something on top of it. So I basically like threw up for 24 hours straight. Yeah. And then I really had no energy. Huh. Well, yep. <laughs> she's back with the, so, uh, the fake vomit noise. Needless to say, I'm happy to be back. And then I, ca- I didn't test negative for a while. So you can't come back until you test negative. And good Lord, what a mess. What an absolute Shiano show. People on the uh, Zone TV feed are saying they cannot see Dawn. Oh, so trust we... me, you ain't missing much. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you're going to full disclosure that thing, uh, so the previous week when I missed three days, I had COVID also. But it's funny because, like, on a Tuesday, I tested negative. Wednesday, I tested negative. Thursday, I tested positive. Friday, I tested negative. Saturday, I tested negative. Sunday, I tested negative. So five out of six tests, I, I was negative. I basically experienced a cold. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you got mad at me as yours intensified because you're like, I can't even believe it. You had this thing for like five minutes. Seriously, and I am still battling it. Yeah. And I love you, Mayor, but I feel like I'm in maybe better shape than you. I don't know. Like, oh my I gosh. maybe I eat a little healthier. Maybe I take care of myself a little better. I don't See, know. She comes in here just lobbing bombs, haymakers. No, you ain't in the building. Yet. I'm in the building. Oh, I'm in the building. Oh, there he is. Hey. Welcome back, Slay. Well, you've, got a, you've got a spelunking light, too. I don't even know what's going on. It's for me. Hi. Hey, Babsy. Welcome back, Babsy. I missed Thanks. you. I missed y'all. So I'm pissed off. I mean, I'm pissed off for a lot of reasons, but I'm really pissed off because I missed like the fun week, yeah. like leading up to the Titans, mm-hmm. what was supposed to be a it damn Super Bowl run. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And then I come back to have to talk about just a colossal Listen. vomit fest. Listen. 
listen, vomit fest and all. I'm not going to allow that uh, uh, product that the we consumed on, on Saturday to eliminate the memory of the fun that we had in the week leading up because we mm. had a blast. We wish you'd have been here. What about the year? Oh, it was an amazing year. It was a grind, though. It was a grind. Like, I'm tired from it still. Can you imagine the players? Oh, yeah. Because literally, you know, we talked about this going into the game. The way playoff football works, it's not like, you know, it's not a best of seven. So there's no ramp up to, you know, the finality of whatever happens, happens. It's just that game. So, like, you're driving 150 miles down the interstate, and then, boom, you just hit a wall and it's over. Right. You're dead. Right. And you got to leave the car right That's a little graphic. (laughs) Clearly, the yellow light has been gone for too long. Hey, man, yellow light, you won't understand. But it's been wild. But you're right. It was wild. (laughs) Trust me, I heard. I I got reached out to numerous times. Uh, The boys need you to reel them in. Um, But no, that's a great point, though. And so obviously, I'm, I'm at home in bed, isolated, you know, during this whole COVID crap. So I listen to everything and I watch everything and mm-hmm. in, in like numerous times and kind of take it all in and and leading up to that game like this was a very confident loose like this Titans team and and really all season long and we really got a great look at it from Roger Saffold in his time with yeah. us but this is a team that thought that they were going all the way that they were going to compete in the Super Bowl. Like, that is where this right. team was. So you talk about right. the 150 miles per hour yeah. and just, bam. Done. Done. That's so, rough. The beauty of it, and, and nobody wants to hear this at this point, because, it's, I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, the therapy session has continued all week, and it will. Right. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure with regard to some of these contracts and what they do. I mean, does Harold Landry get an, a, a long-term deal? Or does he get franchised? I don't think they pr- they probably don't want to put eighteen point five million on one guy uh, on the defense, but that's the franchise tag. Big Jeff gets his fifth year option; that'll happen. Uh, Danico Autry's under contract. Like the whole defense has a chance to look pretty much the same outside of Jayon and Rashawn, who really had like fallen off anyway. And it's been obvious for a while that they weren't coming back. But uh, you know, David Long Jr., Monty Rice will be back. Uh, Weaver, as you keep pointing out, forgot mm-hmm. about him. Um, so defensively. <laughs> It wasn't the conversation anyway, though. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah but exactly. defensively, I think they have a chance to be as good, maybe even better. Um, offensively, they're you know all three tight ends are, are unrestricted free agents. Um, Julio's back. What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. there were no vertical threats to take a safety anywhere. Um, AJ Brown heads into a contract year, so you might want to redo him. You know. Um, what does Tannehill look like? I mean, I go back to the people keep, it's funny. People keep talking to me about yips with him. And I'm like, that's exactly what I've said, like midway through the season. And I think, like, do you think he was game literally locked one up. this year screwed him? You talk about the yips. Cause he did get hit. What, I mean, what was this? Five sacks by yeah, one person. I'm, I'm like eight. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like Joe Burrow yeah. opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think there were a number of reasons why he got mentally locked mm. up. So but I would, he just but he just couldn't get past it. And I, or I maybe love that's just him. Personal, but yeah. can, can or maybe he... that's just how he plays. Yeah, maybe that's the, just his game. But the previous two years he was great, you know. Uh, but this year the range of play was 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 way too great. I mean, you've got 
multiple interceptions here, four touchdowns, no interceptions here. Like, what what are you getting with him week to week? You just it's don't the know. inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And I got a different feeling on him now. Now that um, I'm starting to see a scab on my wound after the game. You took it hard. Yeah, I took it hard. But now I I have a. I feel different about Tannehill, and I, I I got a question that needs to be posed because all we heard all year from his teammates is he's an ultimate leader. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when I first came into this, you will y'all were telling me like, man, when he gets to the podium, like don't expect anything that's gonna be flatlining. Like, like it's yeah, it's he's gonna boring. Be, yeah, he don't ever say he yeah, says ever. nothing. You want to check for a pulse? Like yeah. he looks like one like an animatronic like Disney character. And, and that ain't cool leading a championship team. So, But all the guys say he's not like that behind the scenes, that he is a great leader. Yeah, That's and, what they say. But at some point, you got to be able to stand up and say, you know what? Nah, enough is enough. Let me let y'all know what's going on right here. And I think this was the time to do that. And he didn't do that. He walked away. A.J. Brown was the only one that spoke. So I feel differently about him, about him being a leader. And... <laughs> Sorry, we just had the law walk by. <laughs> What's up, bro? You straight? Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, I, I, like, don't you need to hear something from your leader? But maybe they do. It's just behind the scenes. I don't, I don't want behind the scenes. Yeah, no but more. for him to not stand up. I don't want, I don't want behind the, the scenes. The other day no when it was, like, closeout day and you had six defensive players and one offensive player and it was A.J. And- Lead me to believe. Come and thank you. That, there you go. I still don't know You're what the I'm quarterback. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It don't matter you for that, too. You have to do that. You got to be it unordinary sometimes. It doesn't matter if sometime. it's on you. If you, it's, if you, you, you had the worst on, game you of your entire career at thank the, the most inopportune time, you have to show up. That's why I'm locker cleanup. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm going. I agree with you there. I'm sorry. I don't agree you, with you that he needs to be vocal and say crap yeah, not, into a mic or anything. Not like all that, the time, but, but I'm just saying this time you need to lead me as the fan who went out there and packed the stadium and screamed to the top of my lungs the entire time after y'all asked me to do this and ride with y'all. What would the reaction show me be something? If Ryan Tannehill would have stood up and said, "Hey, that was on me." And when I go into That's this off season, me. don't worry about it. I'm gonna redeem myself. Just give me that. And guess what? I got as a fan, I got to be like, you know what? Man, he ain't never asked for this, man. I got to I got to grant him something. I I can't wait to see you next year. Then you buy your time going into it like you ain't got to sit there and wallow in it. I understand it's fresh. But nah, I not Exciting. me. Not me. Maybe not me he as doesn't a think it's all on him. But not me as a leader and maybe regardless. Maybe it's not. And maybe it's not, but sometimes you got to stand there, you got to stand there and take that bullet. Listen. Cuz when the praise and comes, guess who's on like, too? Why are you giving me these crappy play calls? That could be that could be it too. All I mean, three, I'm just three. throwing yeah, it all I'm, out. I'm there. with you. I'm with you. But I just know when they speak of leadership, he's the one. When they talk about the vocal leader, they talk about Big Jeff being the guy to lead the huddle and the breakdown every time. When they talk about leadership, who you gonna follow? All of them to a man say, "I'm following 17." I don't even know where you at 17. Tell me where y'all. I know where Coach Mack is. He's said to join us when we come back. Oh, uh, we got also, Mack today? Yeah, also Austin oh. Huff coming up, uh, Todd Furman, and then we're out at 4.30. So we got a lot to get to. Because we got Gators to skin and eat. <laughs> Short period of time. Slaves worked up about basketball. Um, we will uh, we'll play the new intro. I, D- Dawn may not have heard this yesterday. Babs is I number haven't. one. Babs is number one. I, I don't know with, if she knows that or not. With everything that was going on with the mics and everything, we didn't get to Slay's new intro, but we'll play that when we come sure. back as well. Okay. 
uh, Coach Mack and uh, you guys. Appreciate you. 615-737-1045, always a number. At 3HL1045 on Twitter. Three Hotel 1045, this is on Wednesday edition. Again, Tennessee, Florida coming up tonight at 5 o'clock. Vol Network coverage begins right here at 430 on 1045 the zone. Vol's a nine and a half point favorite. Tennessee has won six of the last seven in the series, 12 and two in the last 14. They've won five in a row in Knoxville. Slay's so a little worried about this one, though. Not that they won't win, but the nine and a half kind of gets you a little bit. Yo, hey, hey. Yo, oh, hey, my God. Hey. There we go. That's, that's what is it. going yeah, on with know. your I, mic I, stuff? Hey, listen, man. I'm just here to show up to work and do the job. When they roll the ball out there, I can't pick the ball. I can't pick my uniform. I don't get to pick the officials or nothing. They just well, let me go play. We can pick the intro, though. Here's the Ron Slay intro. Oh. <laughs> oh. Six, eight. That's right. Let's go, baby. I mean, there, there it is. It's official. The intro said 6-8. I mean, what are you going to do? I want one of those intros. <laughs> that intro is awesome. Yeah, I got a mastermind back there working behind the board, man. Rhett Bryan, executive producer of Titans Radio D. and executive producer of the Ron Slay. Like that, Babsy? You I want the my too. own. See? Can I get my own with Eye of the Tiger? Uh, let me talk to a couple people. Make it happen. Like, okay. By the way, it's 5'6". Five, 5'6". Five, five, Wait. Forever you said you were 5'7". Then you went to the doctor and you came back and you said, he told me I was 5'5". Five, five. But now you're 5'6"? I thought 5'6 was like the realistic lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how there's the yeah. lie, like you're 5'7"? Yeah. But then there's the realistic lie, like, yeah. oh, I'm 5'6". Like you're 25 like years five, old, six. but you're really like right. maybe 30. Like, one. yeah. I don't there. know. It's right. hot over here. Y'all well here done, Mayor. Yeah. It is hot because yeah, these lights at Davenport won't let me turn down. It's hot over here. I'm in my winter jacket and a beanie <laughs> still. Y'all are up. crazy. Here comes Coach Mack, uh, presented by Farm Bureau. Coach Mack, welcome back, and uh, welcome Don back, if you don't mind. Coach Mack. Don, uh, we, really, we really missed you, and I'm so sorry that you were sick. I don't like that at all. I'm glad <laughs> that you're back. And I hope you get to feeling better a lot quicker. Thanks, Coach. It's good to be yeah. back. It's kicking my butt, man. Well, I mean, and you know that just I, makes I, me mad. I know it. I know that makes you mad. You don't like to miss anything, and I've got a <laughs> lot of friends that have 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 suffered with that. I know there's two of you right there on set that have, and it's just yes, it's just it's just brutal. And uh, you know, I, I I feel bad, and I'm just so I'm so glad you're both back. Hey, by the way, that music that takes me back to. Just, Chicago Stadium mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan, those dudes. Oh. I, I had a lot of floor seats for those games oh. during those years. Oh, yeah. I bet you did. So the I people, forgot about that, Coach Mac. No, no, no. I was right down there. And a lot of times, uh, 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 Smitty was the, the, the photographer for the Bulls. I would sit with him under the baskets. Oh. I mean, I would get in. I would go in. I would go in that door three and a half over there. I mean, that brings back so many memories. And when that thing was lit up and that music started and they started introducing those dudes, you talk about you talk about 
no roof on the building. Yeah. There was no roof on that. <laughs> I love it, Coach Mac. Golly, I would love to be a fly on your shoe. Just sitting in that stadium and watching it. Why on your show? It was a it was a big perk of uh, being a Chicago Bears coach. I promise you that. Yep, Ray Clay was head coach for a day. PA guy that. no, I, I had coach for six intro. hours and didn't know it for three. Not yeah. even a day. That's right. It was six hours. Sorry. Dang. <laughs> no, no. You, you don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was a, you know, it was a short amount of time and you only well, knew half pretty, of it. a pretty short amount of time. There were some people that probably knew about it for a day. It just wasn't Coach Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's get to it, uh, Coach Mack. I love how you've described this um, through all your years of experience with, with hard losses and, and great wins and all of the, the emotions that go between the two. But, uh, you know, a loss like this is a scar, uh, as you put it, and uh, it never goes away. Uh, but, but it does heal. You get past it a little bit, but it's still there. And that's kind of – I think that's a brilliant way to describe what happened. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't know about anything I say that's brilliant, but I do know this, that when you invest – what everybody that is invested in a professional team invests, and then you lose a, a game that means so much to everybody and everything, it's painful. And scars are painful. And, and you know, they, they don't kill you, but they are painful, and they do heal. But, it, it, look, it, it's, it's brutal. And, and, that, and what I said, you know, uh, earlier, uh, you know, on, a, on another show, I said uh, just the reality of the finality of the National Football League in the playoffs, is brutal and so that that's what we that's what we've all experienced and when it when it's over it's over but the other thing that's important you guys know this and your listeners know this too the train that is the national football league never stops moving down the track so whether you're still competing that's where your focus is when you're out of it and and you've and you're done well then you've got to still stay on that train moving because there's a lot of important dates ahead there's important things that have to happen but yes just if you want to go back to that moment that was that was extremely extremely painful because the build up to this one and rightfully so was so optimistic and everybody was i mean i was i, I was there on stage at the pep rally on friday it was outstanding and then to be in that booth and to see those people and you could feel, you know, two hours before the game, just the energy that was in that, in that stadium and everything that surrounded it, that's why we all do it. And then when you don't win that game, it is a brutal, brutal sudden ending. It's also brutal because I, I think we can all, all agree. Maybe you don't. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, the, the painful part, too, is that, that you still think that the Titans were the better team. But as we said during the week, if they go in there and turn the ball over, that, that, that's going to be tough to overcome, and that's exactly what happened. Well, Brent, I mean, it really doesn't matter, you know, whether you think you're the better team or not. <laughs> right. I mean, we've, we've got evidence, you know, we've got evidence uh, this season that we knew we were a better team than three teams we lost to because we had multiple turnovers, right? Right. That's just, that's just a, a time-true maxim in the National Football League that if you turn the ball over more than your opponent, and especially as, as, as small as the difference is between teams, and the difference between teams even becomes smaller as you get to the playoffs because both teams are good teams. And so multiple turnovers against a not-so-good team will cost you a game that we experienced, and multiple turnovers cost you a playoff game. Well, Coach Mack, a, a lot of talk, we talk about the turnovers. There's a lot of criticism on Tannehill right now. Um, not being here, I've kind of been on the back 
side of just watching and listening to everything uh, and and what Titans fans are kind of talking about. And obviously, Todd Downing and play calling comes up within this conversation as well. Uh, NFL Films with another video that came out today with the Bengals basically talking about they they knew exactly what the Titans were going to do before they did it kind of thing. Um, And and it's the player saying that he's going to throw this, they're going to run this, whatever. Um, Just your take on... Uh, And and I'm not there's this is not a it's strictly so and so's fault. It's it's, you know, bad play calling. It's Tannehill bad decisions. It's it's not that is not the question here. I just want your take on offensively their game plan and how they executed it and what they did. And maybe a little bit of a lack of creativity in this game. What did you see as a defensive minded coach from the Titans offensively? Well, I, I, I really, I really believe. First of all, it's real easy to say when you win a lot of things. That's fine. They did, they earn that chance to say anything they want on ESPN or on CNN or wherever they're saying it. Uh, they, 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 they've earned that right to say it. So that, that doesn't even phase me. That's not even on my radar screen. You asked me about, you know, I, their, their plan was fine if they don't turn the ball over. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to me, look, you weren't going to come in here and, and, and boat race, neither team is going to boat race the other team. These two teams had played their way in here because they were pretty decent on both sides of the ball. Now, we felt like going into it, I think that we talked about it, and I know that you weren't there, but I know you were listening about the advantage that we felt like we had on some previous evidence that our defensive front had an advantage over their offensive line. And I think that, that showed up. And I think we did the things there. We also felt like that we were going to have to be able to defensively, you know, uh, protect against the explosive plays. Well, we gave up one of those. Offensively, we felt like you you knew immediately that what they were going to do uh, defensively was stack the line of scrimmage, all right? And so you were going to get one-on-ones, and you were going to have to make those one-on-ones work. And so to me, I mean, if you don't turn the football over – we're not even talking about this. But as far as for me to say, because I'm not in on the game uh, game plan, I know what I, I know what I saw out there. And the thing that happened was the turnovers. I mean, we were one for eight on third downs, and so the turnovers tell me you were giving the ball back to them and taking and taking snaps away from yourself that really really hurt you offensively. I do know that. And Coach Mack, let me ask you this. I'm gonna ask my colleagues yeah. the same thing, but since we got hey, Ron, you on, Ron, why is your why is your microphone working now? Are they? It's the third one that he's yeah. Used I, today, I, so. I done played merry-go-round and musical chairs in here, Coach Mack, and I finally got one that works. And then they say Coach Mack coming on, so I just sat still and said, you know what, I ain't moving. <laughs> my man coming on, I'm sitting still right here. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, all right, let's go. <laughs> so, Coach Mack, <laughs> I I, I want to know, does this thing yeah. more so for the fans? And I want you to take it. Take an approach from looking at it, not as an analyst, not as a guy I've been really just around the game, but as a fan that's packed that stadium. Looking at it, does this thing more because you're not your 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 blueprint is ground and pound, grind the game out, let your defense carry you there, and you know make the plays when you need to make the plays offensively when it comes to throwing the ball. The three turnovers came from passing the ball, not. Like earlier in the season, hitting the ball off a guy's face mask where you don't have the 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 rhythm with that receiver or something like that. You just you you just 
throwing in the coverage and then like not noticing some things. So does that sting more if you're if you're walking away from the game as a fan? And then I guess you can address as a coach or a player of it. Well, you know what, Ron? Again, uh, you, you're you're a competitive professional athlete. Without question, it's always easier after the fact. Yep. To say, you know what, this would have been better, right? Yeah. At the time, that's what they that's what they believed. And look, we we had an explosive touchdown with a really good long throw down the field. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. And by the way, a pretty incredible catch too. Man, one but, hand, left handed too. Yeah, but but the turnovers, regardless regardless of how you were getting there, the turnovers, you, it's going to be hard to survive though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is, and and we we just talked about it recently as the, as when this talk started. When you turn the ball over, you are putting yourselves in some negative negative territory. And the fact that they were able to to fight back and even that game up, and you know, here's where we were in the broadcast booth when you were watching on television. If you were sitting out there all bundled up like nearly 70,000 people were, and then everyone listening on Titans radio and everyone watching on TV, you've, I fully expected the Titans to go down and get in field goal range and then bullet kick field goal, we win the game, and now this week we're getting ready. You know, we're getting ready to play the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's what I fully expected. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when the turnover came at that point, did that sting? It was worse than the sting, yep. as I said. I mean, it was a dagger. You know, it was a, it was a, it was it was just a, it was just a dagger to your emotion. So, does that hurt? Yeah, it hurts, yeah. and it, it's going to hurt for a while. And as I said, uh, Brent brought it up. That scar is going to heal, but it will always be there. Yeah, I got a scab over mine, coach, right now. So, it's well, you know he keeps what? picking probably, at it too. Probably, That's the problem. <laughs> you probably got a great immune system because you haven't had the the vid like yeah. the other two have had. Yeah. So, so you, your immune system is probably running on high, so you scab over a little more. Last man standing <laughs> is what we're calling it. Um, Coach Mack, presented by Far Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Far Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. You mentioned one of the good elements, that, that throw and catch, uh, Tannehill to, to A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm going to go with Danico Autry and and Big Jeff and all those those savages on defense. Nine sacks could have been eleven if not for a couple of whistles. Unbelievably dominant performance by those guys, and and that's something that I can't wait to see continue to develop into next season. Well, it's as dominant as I've seen, and I've, I've you know that was my 35th season, so that's as dominant as I've seen in a playoff game. And, and, and here's what they continue to bring it the whole game. You know, sometimes when that happens, Brent, and you've watched enough NFL football to know that sometimes you can start off hot and then the offense makes some, you know, makes some adjustments as far as protection and those types of things as to where they cool that off. It was never cooled off. I mean, they were bringing it, you know, from start to finish, and they were bringing it with four people. I mentioned yeah. several times on the broadcast how well those games were working. They were running some really nice games. And they were picking for each other. And then, you know, Big Jeff was just, he was just front end loader road grading people back. I mean, it was a front end loader, pick it all up, take it back to the quarterback. It was, it, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And it just, it, 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 that part makes me really sad because we can't talk about it in a, in a great way, you know, when we're getting ready to play another game. But you're right. But what impressed me most was that, regardless of what Cincinnati tried to do to stem that tide, they never were able to. And those guys up front, uh, and, and all year, I mean, they've been playing like that all year. And so the fact that Harold Landry now gets a nod to go to the Pro Bowl, uh, good for him. 
yeah, I don't ever wish anybody bad, but I uh, hope somebody else has some issue and, and Big Jeff gets <laughs> to go to the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Those guys deserve all the accolades. Yes, of course, none of the accolades matter to anybody that's team-oriented, but they deserve it. Coach Mack, you ever, um, before we get you out of here, you ever had any skinned gator? Yes. Pretty good? Let me tell you, I know, I know they're playing Florida. I've eaten gators. Okay, You've eaten gators. I, I can't, first of all, I can't get nothing over on you, Coach Mack. That's all I was doing. No, was you, no, no. I've, I've, I've eaten gator. You've eaten gator, too. You know, I've eaten gator. I've, I've recruited down in New Orleans. And so, you know, I, I, I've had gator, you know, you know, you know, to put in all that stuff with andouille sausage and, and a gumbo, you know, with gator, you know, with, with, with andouille sausage and without. So are you asking me if I've ever eaten gator? <laughs> yeah. Now, I know, I know that you're fired up for this thing. You better know it. And, and, and so, I mean, there's, you already have your intro music, and I heard Don ask for hers. Go into Rhett and say Don wants intro music. Okay. I got, I got you, Coach Mag. There he is. He's Coach Mag, presented by Far Bureau Health Plans. Love you, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate you. Guys, it's draft time. I've already done uh, full disclosure. I've got some entities that asked me to look at some players. I've already been doing that for a month, so we'll talk about can that you, pretty soon. Can you find me a, an athletic tight end that can stretch the field vertically? It's interesting that you say that. They, that was one of the positions that these entities have asked me to look at and just give it. I've, I've, I've looked at five of them already. I right. made my whole decisions on them, but uh, uh, you know we'll have it covered. Uh-huh. He'll have it covered, and he won't show us. They've got a big board. They won't show anybody. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Mack. See you, guys. All right. Oh, I'm glad you're back. Thanks, Coach Mack. She's, uh, she's all wrapped up over there. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 degrees in here if you look at Dawn. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and uh, Slay are sweating. I don't know what's going on. But I, it's the hat, though, for me, the beanie. <laughs> I, I love the beanie because you got the ponytail coming out of it. That's, yeah, I got a hole in it so I can put the hair Did you out. cut that like that or it came like that? It came like that. That's pretty hard, man. Mm-hmm. Like that. Hole you in the hat. You guys don't need it. <laughs> I mean, just I for use hole it. in the hat. I can get one. Yeah, it's a hat with no got, roof. You know what? I got a little. Uh, mm. You got a little soft spot? Hey, uh, it's getting rough on me. Ah, you got a little bald spot. I, <laughs> luckily, he's tall, so nobody will see it. Nobody, he's six eight. Hey, boy, nobody will see it. I'm gonna tell you this, man. Kids are. I just, dude. I just went into the future, and I can see baby Babs doing that. Just like <laughs> you got a little soft spot. Ah, like yeah. I can see baby Babs doing that. That's oh, crazy. Oh man. All right. Uh, when She's we come back, Austin Huff. Uh, I don't know. He he's usually fired up about this and that. Maybe he's upset. Maybe he's mad. I don't know. We'll we'll check in with Austin right. next on 1045 The Zone. Great tell 104.5 The Zone. We're all settled. Ron Slay has a microphone. What up, y'all? He's got a lot of people watching over him, too. <laughs> it's almost like Chubbs and uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> With me, Don, and Ramon back there. Y'all got my back, man. What and Eric Berry's jersey. Army-Navy game. Put a picture up on uh, 3HL. Follow on Twitter at 3HL1045. Um, Austin Huff joins us with his corked batch rant. And, uh oh. Man, he went in last week, uh, had more of a positive feel to it than I'm sure today's will. Austin, are you okay? Yeah, I, I, I do want to give props, though. Uh, Nissan Stadium, excuse me, sorry, Nissan Coliseum, absolutely <laughs> rocking on Saturday. Like, like, I know the game didn't go uh, like any of us wanted or hoped for, but 
Nissan Stadium, like that's the atmosphere. I I came in and I made a plea to turn the Coliseum back to what it once was. And and it felt like that, at least watching on TV all the way here in Chicago. Like I well done to all 69,420 of you that were at that game. That was incredible. It was pretty awesome. Are you doing okay though? Like if you lost sleep, are you emotional? What what are you experiencing? Oh, no, no, not at all. I <laughs> I'm uh I am I am probably the most depressed I've ever been in my entire life. Uh <laughs> And that's just putting it lightly. Uh, look, we all know that there are seven stages of grief, right? You know, you got shock and disbelief, disbelief denial, guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, reconstruction and acceptance. Well, apparently there's an eighth stage and Titans fans flung themselves straight to it. And that is arguing about who the Titans need to get rid of more, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> or Todd Downing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's where we are, Austin. I, I want to weigh in on this real quick, all right, With without any misspelled responses full of poor grammar like I've been getting every day on Twitter, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm no Ryan Tannehill stan or anything, but by watching this franchise for over 20 years, I know one thing is true. The Tennessee Titans are better with Tannehill than they are without him, okay? He's produced nothing less than arguably the best career of any Titans quarterback ever. At worst, second best. Okay, he's 30 and 13 since taking over as Titans starter. Let me repeat, 30 and 13 as a starter. He has a 102 quarterback rating since taking over as starter. But the naysayers will argue, the regular season means nothing. All that matters is what you do in the playoffs. They'll say, what about his last two playoff games? Look, Saturday, he was awful. Sure, okay. Aaron Rodgers was too. Good quarterbacks sometimes have bad days at the office, all right? But you could even argue he wasn't even that bad in last year's playoffs, okay? 18 of 26 for 165 and a touchdown, and then a pick on the final drive where, let me check my notes, Khalif Raymond slipped. I mean, why was the ball being forced to Khalif? Because Corey Davis was hurt. But if you want to pin that entire game on Tannehill, fine. But no one was pinning that entire game on Tannehill prior to Saturday, Again, was he good on Saturday? Not at all. In fact, he was awful. But if we're going to get on people for not showing up in the playoffs, truly not showing up, then I really hate to do this. You guys know firsthand <gasps> how much I really hate to do this. No, you're not. I, I, I Where has King Henry been? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Who are I, you? I'm sorry. You know how much this hurts me. <laughs> but, like, this, like... And it's not just the last two playoff games like Tannehill. You could go back to the last three playoff games for Derek. All right. I love Derek. I love him Hoff. more than it goes. Hoff. My wife, my child and Derek Henry in the order of people. Hoff. It does. Hoff. In his last three playoff games, though, Derek is has 57 carries for 171 yards. Okay. That equates to three yards per carry and 57 yards per game. Again, this pains me terribly to point out. But all I'm saying is there seems to be a double standard here. Why isn't anyone asking for Derek to be shown the door? Why? Is because of the regular so season? I thought the regular season didn't mean anything. Why do the playoffs only matter for the quarterback? All right, let's just keep things in perspective here. Prior to the season, Ryan Tannehill had more pass touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. He had more touchdowns responsible for than Lamar Jackson. And he had a higher passer rating than Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this guy coming into this season, second in passer rating. First in yards per pass attempt, second in touchdown per pass attempt percentage among all NFL quarterbacks. Those are elite numbers. 
and not Joe Flacco elite numbers. I'm talking actual elite, okay? He had more game-winning drives than any quarterback in football. He had seven fourth-quarter comebacks. Again, more than any quarterback in football. He won comeback player of the year two years ago. And now he has one season that really wasn't terrible. It just wasn't as elite as he had been. A season in which he was paired with a brand new offensive coordinator and he was quarterbacking a glorified scout team. Keep in mind, this man had this team held together while everyone around him was dropping like they were in the squid game. This dude managed to quarterback this team, the most injured team in NFL history, without Derrick Henry to a number one seed. And because he went out and crapped the bed in a game that they still almost won despite of that, now we're ready to show him the door? Okay, all right, fine. But I've always, I've always been a firm believer of saying, if, if you're going to be critical, provide a solution. If you want Tannehill gone, tell me who, who do you want to replace him? What, you, you want to draft one in arguably the worst quarterback draft class since Jake Lockers and Blaine Gabbert's class? No. What, you, you, you want to sign Russell Wilson with what cap space? You want them to trade for Aaron Rodgers in free agency? Yeah, like Aaron, there's just no shot, all right? To me, this entire situation points to one thing, coaching. And I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Todd Downing ain't it, all right? If you look at his one season as Raiders offensive coordinator, that franchise dropped in every major offensive statistic. Sixth to 17th overall. Seventh to 23rd in points. And sixth to 25th in rushing yards. And Derek Carr put up this second worst season of his career. All right, let's look at this year when he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. The Titans dropped from second to 17th overall in yards, fourth to 15th in points per game. The Titans scored a touchdown less per game this year. And Tannehill put up his worst season as a Titan. Now, Todd Downing is far from the heir of FedEx who preceded him. You know how I know? Because he didn't deliver. When it comes to play callers, I'd rather have Todd from Wedding Crashers than Todd Downing, all right? At least his play calls would be sexual and violent. Oh my God. <laughs> I'd be okay with him, you know, posting up on the sideline with his e easel and canvas just painting the whole time. Look, I'm not saying the Titans need to fire him, okay? That's your favorite fact, movie. I <laughs> Slay like that. He was all out on this entire take until Wedding Crashers uh, now. That pulled me, that pulled me back in. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Hot chicken in football, that's what Nashville does, all right? Yep. Look, I'm not I'm not saying the Titans need to fire him, okay? In fact, I honestly, I hate it when people call for other people's jobs because, frankly, I wouldn't want anyone calling for my job because there's been many days where, let's be honest, they could <laughs> and probably should. They might all be I'm in the saying, chat right now. <laughs> look, that's fine. I'm sure they are in the chat. They love me in the chat. Look, love if Andy. I borrowed my dad's convertible, all right, and, and brought it back with a bunch of scratches, a couple of dents in the bumper, and like Todd, couldn't finish drives, he wouldn't kick me out of the family. He would just ask for the keys back, which is what I think the Titans should do. Again, don't be critical without offering a solution. Ask for the keys from Todd. Bring in a guy like, I don't know, Tim Kelly, who was just let go in Houston. If he can turn Davis Mills into the best rookie quarterback <laughs> in the NFL this year, imagine what he could do with Danahill. Titans fans, take solace in this fact. Last year, the defense was one of the worst in football. They made some coaching changes, a few personnel tweaks. They brought in someone from the outside like Jim Schwartz. And now this defense beasted this year, straight up tickling every quarterback they faced. <laughs> a team that had 19 total sacks a year ago, had nine alone on Saturday. So if Mike Vrabel and John Robinson can go chip in Joanna on that defense in the span of one offseason, 
There's no doubt in my mind they can do the same with the offense this year. So Titans fans, maybe it's time we enter the ninth stage of grief and just chill out a bit. That's all I got. Austin Huff. Okay. Listen, man, people are loving and hating you all in like five (laughs) minutes. It's amazing. I need to know his rebuttal a lot. Isn't that always the case, though? Unfortunately not. We're We're, going to take a break and then we're going to rebuttal it. The dude's coming off a freaking broken... Plus, plus, plus foot. Derrick Henry just started following Court Pats on Twitter. Oh, I mean, on uh, Instagram. I love Derrick Henry. I, that, look, that, that, don't take that away from this Huff, entire take. Huff, don't. Huff. <laughs> Huff. I mean, I. I be careful walking these streets, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's in Chicago. I'm shocked. Them streets up back to even more on them streets. No question. <laughs> no question. You can catch a straight one up there. What up, man, Banks? All right. Um. <laughs> It's amazing, job like off. how many people like no, totally not good agree. Job off. No, not good job. Off. Yeah, good job for no. rolling everybody up. No, uh-uh, that is no. that is a good job. I mean, can I just say this? The numbers don't lie. And again, the- break, break, <laughs> break, break, break. What is? Uh... <laughs> that was just for you. Sam. I loved it. <laughs>